Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. So, I still am not feeling the greatest. I'm out of breath a lot. My heart rate's kind of up. It could possibly be my thyroid. I'll find out in a couple days because I'm going to get my levels tested. But I've done a lot of binge watching, and... I was watching this show that recently came out on Netflix called Inventing Anna. And I don't want to get too much into the details about the plot of the story, but there is a character, Casey Duke, and she said this quote that kind of hit so close to home. And it made me think about things I never thought about before. And the quote is... When you're angry, you're just a character in someone else's story. But when you let your anger go, you reclaim your own story, become your own protagonist again. When I heard it, I was just like, wow. I had, wow. <laughs> like, I was blown away by it because it's, it's a topic that... You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, anger and forgiveness and all these other things, but it kind of made me think about things differently. And one of the bigger things was feeling like when people lie about me, that I have to straighten that story out. I have to tell what the truth is. I have to, you know, prove that I'm the one telling the truth. And yeah, it makes me angry that people say the things that they say and trying to correct them and trying to get my truth out. It's keeping me a character in their story. And what I mean by that is, you know, my parents lied about me a lot. They still lie about me to this day. And there was a time, I believe it was in 2008, like probably the summertime, I had been dating this guy on and off. And I was trying to get him to be part of the family because, you know, at that time, everything was normal and it was normal to introduce your boyfriend to the family. And my parents fed them all the same lies that, that they had fed to people throughout my entire life. And I can't remember if I talked about this time or not, but... Um, we were kind of arguing. I had an interview at a nightclub. He did not believe that it was an interview at a nightclub. And we got into a little bit of an argument. And I can't remember every single thing that was said, but he said, are you sure that this isn't just one of your delusions? I can't remember what he said it about. And it was like, I felt my heart drop into my stomach. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, they got him. And long story short, a big, huge wolf spider ended that 
whole ordeal and we never really went back to it but I always say to people you know my parents are so manipulative that if you talked to them you'd never believe a word that I said ever again because they're just that believable they're so good at manipulating and getting people to believe their own version of the truth and I think about that quote about how I'm a character in someone else's story. So when they lie, I'm a character in their story. And I'm not a very good one. And if I sit here and try to explain what the truth is and to constantly correct people that choose to believe them, I'm just continuing to play that character because I'm just this vulnerable little girl that is lying. And I'm not really lying, but in their story, I am. So I started to kind of think about that and reflect on what exactly that meant. And then I, I guess I had an epiphany maybe, I don't know, feels like too fancy of a word for it, but I realized anybody that chooses to believe the lies about me, they're not my friends. If somebody talks to my parents and believes them over me, then they should not be in my life, and they're definitely not somebody that I should call a friend. My husband would never believe them. He wouldn't believe anything they said. And that's been tested. I don't want to get too much into details how, but the lies were fed to people in his family. And he chose not to believe them. He knew that I was telling the truth. And it was the same thing with his aunt. She's never questioned me. She's always believed that, and these are her words, They're just crazy nuts that want attention. (laughs) And she's not wrong, (laughs) you know. So I think about the lies. And it's not just from them. I mean, I dealt with it with the cyberbullying over the summer. I'm still dealing with it with other cyberbullying right now. And it's like, I don't need to be a character in anybody else's story. This is my story. This is my truth. And those that choose to believe it, choose to believe it. And those that don't, don't. And I don't have to let the ones that choose not to believe it in my life. And I don't need to sit here and give all my energy, mentally, physically, all of it, into trying to get them to believe me. Because it doesn't matter. Anybody that is going to listen to somebody as demented and sick as my parents and these bullies, they're not somebody that I should care about. And they're definitely not somebody that deserves my energy. So, no, nobody that matters will never believe a word that I said again. If they talk to my family, that's not true. 
It's a lie that I've told myself for so long. And I don't know if it was like a security blanket type of thing to deal with the heartache when someone accuses me of making things up again, or if I went to the police station and pressed charges and wasn't believed, you know, and things like that. I think it was just this lie that I continued to tell myself for so many reasons, and I don't want to anymore. It's a lie, and it's not true, and I'm not going to let it be true in my life anymore. People are going to do what they're going to do, and they're going to say what they're going to say. I don't have to react. I don't have to straighten out the story and, you know, tell everyone, well, they lied about this, this, and this, and I have this, this, and this to prove it. It doesn't matter. I had posted an episode I believe it was last July, and I've taken it down since, but it was basically calling these people out that were spreading some pretty sick lies about me, among other things. And I took it down because the real episode that I had planned on posting that I had already had recorded deserved to be heard. And looking back now, I think one of the biggest reasons I took it down was because I needed to stop caring. And I love my friends. And yeah, they tell me some of the things that are being said. And I just tell them, I can't keep caring about this. I I don't care. I can't keep giving them space in my head, in my brain, in my life. And it goes for my parents, too. You know, I talked about the conversation that I had with my aunt and saying that I wanted to know the truth. And, you know, she gave me the answer without giving me the answer, saying she only knew the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, you knew the tip of the iceberg, which means you knew that there was an iceberg. She wasn't going to answer my questions, honestly. She was always going to just beat around the bush and try to do everything to protect her, to make sure that she wasn't painted as this terrible person that let these bad things happen to her niece. And I'm sure that's how she paints the picture of herself in her head and to anybody that brings it up. But that's not the character in my story. She's the aunt that knew what was happening, knew the type of people that they were, but looked the other way. And if I continue to talk to her and send her emails back and forth and keep her in my life, I'm allowing that character to exist. But it doesn't. She is not a good person. She knew what was going on. She knew the things that they did to other people. And she just ignored what was happening to me. And even now, so many years later, she still won't admit that she did anything wrong. That's the character that she is. I can't keep trying 
to get anyone in my family to admit to any of the things that they did. And that's not just my parents. That's my aunts, my cousins, ex-husband, his wife. I mean, the list is pretty large. They don't deserve it. And my truth is always going to be my truth. And I'm always going to tell it on my terms, when I want, where I want, how I want. And those that choose to believe me are going to believe me. And those that choose not to aren't going to. It's not my job to convince people. I don't want to give that much energy and mental exhaustion to people. I just feel like I've reached a point in my life where I know who my friends are and I know who my friends aren't. And just because someone may not answer the phone every time that I call, maybe they don't agree with my opinions on certain matters. Some haven't even listened to my podcast. I mean, everyone has faults and everyone treats friendships differently. We're all our own people with our own personalities and, you know, it's just my friends are good friends. I've met some amazing people along this journey and I read one email, oh God, it was back when I read the emails from my ex, and um, I had sent an email to a friend. I remember the fight, like it was yesterday. Um, So I lost my car when I went to the shelter because it was in my father's name. He threatened to report it stolen, so I left it in a neutral area. I guess, and just gave it up. When I got to the transitional living, there was not a very close bus stop. I was having to walk about a mile to the bus stop. It was exhausting. I mean, I was having to get up so early with two toddlers, get one to kindergarten, one to preschool, then get myself to school on top of dealing with all the chaos that had started in my life from leaving and I just I had trouble doing it and I had asked her to give us all a ride because it was like my friends were kind of taking turns giving us rides in the morning and I don't remember exactly why I slept through my alarm that day but when she got to my house I wasn't dressed, but my daughters were. All I had to do was change into my uniform that I had to wear at school. I mean, I say uniform, but I just had to wear all black. Um, Dress code, I guess would be a better word. Um, But she was going through some things, and I... She just blew up on me, screaming at me, and then... I don't have an email from her. I don't know what she said to me, but I just basically responded and said, you know, you didn't even give me the chance to say anything. I was 
almost ready. I was just running a couple of minutes late, you know, and it's like I was trying to explain to this uh, woman, like, why what she did to me was messed up. And she was mad, and I understood, um, but she had said some nasty things. I don't remember exactly what, but I know that I said, like, you know, I did this for you, and that for you, and this for you, and that, and, you know, to sit here and say that I'm selfish or something, I can't remember exactly what it was, just isn't accurate. And it's like, I look back at that, and I think about how I would have reacted in my current life. And I've grown a lot in 12 years. I mean, it literally was like 12 years ago. She had a right to be angry, but she didn't have a right to say the things that she said to me. But I also didn't have to give it the energy that I did give it. I thought that I needed to point out, well, you can't say that I don't do things for you because I do this, 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 and this. But the truth is, is like, if she doesn't see the things that I had done for her, and if she's so quick to drop a friend because she was literally five minutes late, then she's just not someone that I need in my life. And it took years to realize that. It took to the point where she literally diet shamed me. Like, she didn't make me feel bad about all the weight that I gained. She just made me feel bad about the specific diet that I was on. And I just stopped talking to her. I was just, it was no goodbyes. It was just changed my number and then that was it. You know, I just stopped talking to her because it was like, it was a constant fight. And I constantly had to fight to get her to see things in my way, to get her to realize that her words hurt and she wasn't being a good friend to me. And I put up a boundary and she crossed it. And I've had that happen a lot. I have one person in particular, and I don't know if they're listening or not, but... We, we always had fights and either one of us after a month, a year, two years, we would just email each other or reach out on messenger or text or whatever and just say, let's just leave the past in the past. We won't talk about it. And then we'll just move on from here. And I mean, I gave her a lot of chances I really did. I probably gave her more than she deserved. But to be honest, I love her more than anything. And I call her my sister because she's like f more family to me than any of my other family. But she crossed the line this time. And I don't want to get too much into detail, but it's just a line that I can't be okay with. And she reached out a couple weeks ago and sent the email that we always send to each other and saying, you know, we just want to forget about everything. She's sorry for what she said, but it wasn't about what she said. It was about what she did. Well, didn't do for that matter. But I realized I gave her too many chances and that the borders that I set were there for a reason 
And she had to honor those and respect those borders. But I also had to, too. And I simply wrote back that, you know, what you did wasn't okay. And it's not something I can look past. We're done. It was hard. And I'm sad. But... I can't have her in my life. I can't. I just can't. It's sometimes you have to make that tough decision if somebody is worth staying in your life or not. And I'm sad because I miss her. But I'm not sad that I made the decision that I did. And I don't regret it. And I don't feel bad about it either. Because like I said, that boundary was there for a reason. And it stays. It's hard as a survivor to share your story. One of the hardest parts is you feel like you won't be believed. And you feel like people won't want to hear your story because they spend so much time beating you down emotionally, mentally, physically even, and they get you to believe that no one's going to believe you. And it's just not true. And it's hard to kind of get that and understand that. But I don't know. I started this episode not really knowing what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to share that quote because it's just opened up something in me, I think, that needed to be opened and stuff that I never really thought about. And I heard a song that was released by my favorite band. If you don't listen to Citizen Soldier, look them up. They're amazing. Their lyrics are awesome. And in the song that they just released, he said that something like, He's tired of people telling him that there's a light at the end of the tunnel because it's just not true. And I didn't know that I needed to hear that. It's like when these things hit me, it's like I didn't know I needed it until it was there. And I thought about that too while I was sitting there like bawling my eyes out like I do to every song that they sing because they all hit so close to home, but it's like, I feel like I get so far into my recovery and I guess survivor status, I guess you could call it. And then something happens and it's like, well, like a week and a half ago, someone got into our building and set off the fire alarms and no one will really tell us what happened other than they turned it off as if we didn't notice. And then if this past week, somebody cut the water line to our building or it burst or something. I don't know. But we had no water for a few days. But it's like, I'm sure everyone else in our building just thought, wow, this apartment complex sucks. They're so negligent. Everything is so ancient. I'm not kidding. My microwave is from 1995. And 
my other appliances aren't far behind. It's like my appliances should not be older than my adult child. (laughs) But I don't get to just have those little thoughts where it's like, okay, this apartment complex sucks. Trust me, I got it. I hate this apartment complex. But um, I automatically, like, as soon as I heard the fire alarms go off, I'm like, what do they want? What did I say? What did I do? Why are they coming after me? Like, what message is this? Like, are they just trying to let me know that they can get into my building? And then when the water went out, like, I said to my husband, I'm like, do you think I really pissed him off with something? I mean, I haven't even posted an episode in a while. Like, what what could I have angered them? And he's like, come on, babe. <laughs> Not everything's about them. And he's, I mean, he's right. It's true. Not everything is. But that's what my life is these days. I mean, well, have been for the past 12 years. Anything weird that happens, I always think that it's somehow connected to something I did. And sitting here thinking about the anger and the character in someone else's story I realized that I'm so used to being punished that I feel like everything is a punishment. And there's no exact lyric in this song, but the way that I took it was like something I've said to my husband multiple times, like, when does our good karma kick in? Because we've gone through some really tough times over the past, well, we've been together 10 years. Um We've gone through a lot. I mean, he doesn't talk to his family. We've moved a lot. And I say to him all the time, like, you know, we're not bad people. Why does this bad stuff keep happening? And why is it them? Why won't they leave me alone? And it's like, maybe it's not always them. And maybe I just have this thing where I'm just so used to them punishing me for doing what they deem is wrong. That now when a fire alarm goes off because probably some kid playing around in the building pulled the thing, I think I'm being punished for something. That's exactly where my mind goes at first. And then the water went out and I really thought they cut our our water line. Um, They say water main break is the official status of what happened. But it's just like... I always think that they're punishing me, and it's because they did. They did punish me a lot as a child, even through adulthood. The entire time I was with them, they punished me whenever I did something against them. And the things that happened over the summer, that was punishment too. It's like I feel like I can't live my life because – I'll be punished if I do the wrong thing. And I have people reach out and ask me for advice about things. And I feel like I have to have the answers. And I don't. I mean, I want to help people. I want to be as supportive as I can. But I can reach out to resources to get answers. I don't have to know everything. And I have to stop being afraid to tell someone I don't know because I've never dealt with that. I don't do that. Well, I haven't done it 
because I thought that they would hate me. I thought that they would be mad, that they wouldn't want to be friends. I thought that they would punish me. And I kind of have to break that mindset. I have to sit down and think, okay, some things just happen because they happen. There's no explanation. It's not some secret, like, undercover way to stress me out or whatever. Because when I think that, I'm a character in their story. I'm their victim. I'm their play toy. I'm whatever it is that they thought that I was or even still think for that matter. And maybe it's true. Maybe they did set the fire alarm off. Maybe they did cut the water to my building. But I don't have to let it bother me. I don't have to give it energy. And I don't have to let it consume my life. I feel like there's a lot of people that let a lot of things consume them that they would just be better off if they just, you know, brushed it off their shoulders. It's not my place to tell someone that because it's their choice. But for me, I'm not going to keep doing this. I have got to stop because I have literally been sitting here anxious for probably no reason at all. Just thinking, well, yeah, they had someone come and pull my fire alarm to send me some sort of cryptic message. And I don't know why, but I sat down and I thought about, you know, just everything that they do. And I'm just not going to give it energy. I'm going to let my anger go. And I'm going to reclaim my story because they're always going to be the villains in my story. And whether people want to believe they're the villains or not is their choice. It's not up to me to force someone to decide that. They have to decide it on their own. And if somebody doesn't believe that they're the villains or if somebody that did so many things wrong to me thinks that they didn't, then they don't deserve me. They don't deserve to be in my life. They don't deserve any of it. So I'm going to leave it there for tonight. And all I'm going to say is reclaim your story. Let go of that anger. And who cares if people believe you or not? I do. I haven't even heard some people's story, and I believe you. And the right people are going to believe you, and the wrong people aren't going to. And that trash is going to take itself out. Let it. I want to thank you for all the continued love and support. And this may be the last solo episode I do for a little while, I'm feeling a little burned out, and I looked, and I've been going pretty weekly, definitely weekly, um, since November, so I might take a little break. I haven't decided. I do have some awesome guests lined up, so I'm really excited about those. I'll definitely continue with them, but 
I might need to take a few days because these epiphanies or light bulbs going off above my head, man, they get you thinking and then it's exhausting. <laughs> and you have to work through all the demons and wrestle all the snakes and everything until you finally come out on top. But I always do. And I always will. So I hope y'all have a good night and I will talk with y'all soon.